0: Welcome to this new podcast episode and in this episode we will be talking about the shadow and how your shadow keeps you from what you want and how it gets you in the same situations over and over again and what you can do about it. Welcome to She is Irresistible, the podcast for ambitious women who want to find love and have a lasting and fulfilling relationship. I'm Miu, your host, and it is my mission to help you unlock the best version of yourself so you become irresistible to quality men. This podcast is filled with deep insights and practical tips to improve your love life today. If you're ready to find out how to Attract and Keep Your Perfect Match, this podcast is for you. I'm so excited for you to be here and I can't wait to dive in. So what is the shadow? The shadow is part of Carl Jung's psychological model and it's the place where all your repressed and rejected parts go. Think of it as the secrets you want to keep from everyone. The things you are so ashamed of you don't want anyone to know about. You can also imagine it like a shadow that is behind you and when you think of the shadow we see it when we pay attention and when our awareness is specifically on the shadow. Otherwise, it just follows us around and we don't really pay attention to and we're not really aware of it. We are unaware of it. So our shadow is out of our conscious awareness. So, how do we get our shadow? We need to go all the way back to when we were born. And when we were born, we were whole. We we came into this world as those innocent, beautiful beings. And we had no idea how the world works. And we were also completely dependent on our caregivers. We had those relational, and we still have relational, relationships. And as we grow and as we learn, we learn what is acceptable and what is not. We learn how we secure love and when love is withheld from us. And since we are completely dependent on our caregivers, securing love is we needed to live. We could not live without the attention and the love from our caregivers. So as we grow and we learn what traits and what things that we do or say brings us and connects us to our caregivers, brings us love and secures us love, the parts and the traits that don't secure love are the parts that we are rejecting, disowning, repressing. And we are focusing more and more on our accepted parts. And that's the first time when we are already rejecting parts of ourselves and we split our conscious mind into subconscious mind and conscious mind. And especially during the time from where we are born to the age of seven. That's where our mind, the border between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind is not, not as strong as it is when we are adults. So everything goes just straight, unfiltered in our subconscious mind. Also, what many believe is that the shadow has just the dark aspects of us or the so-called dark aspects or the so-called negative aspects that we don't want to see. And most of it is are the negative things that we don't want to see. But the shadow also holds a lot of positive things. This is why it's also called the golden shadow. So let's have a look at how the shadow can play out in someone's life. And I'm going to start with a with an example, with a positive trade example from my own experience. And it is that when I was young, I was, according to my mom, an outgoing, very lively girl. Um, wasn't afraid to try things. I used to be the clown, um, you know, just walked up to people and talked with them and was a very happy little girl. And then at the age around seven, everything changed for me, I became very shy, introvert and looking back now and after I've done a lot of shadow work, I now can piece everything together and how this came about how it started with my dad leaving us from one day to the other and me not seeing him when I was between three, two and three years old and I had to be brought to even to the hospital because I refused to eat but um, it looked like I recovered from that my mom seemed to be able to really catch that and to s- support me and while this was a very difficult time I um, I still became that lively young girl, but then I changed school. Around when I was six years or seven years old, so I had two years in one school, and then I changed to a different school, and I was not accepted by the girls in that school. And I strongly believe that was the reason why my confidence um, really had a impacted my my confidence severely. Um, I, I remember trying hard to connect with the girls in my class and which wasn't possible because this girl did not allow any of the girls to talk to me and I remember um, you know when I had something new and I even tried to buy friends in school they were just taking things from me and they were just laughing at me so or when I said something in school when I was asked something, and they were t- taking, uh, making jokes, um, and I started to really be afraid of being seen. Um, there were situations when girls would walk towards the school with me, but it's as soon as the school was in sight, they would just leave me on my own because they did not want it to be seen with me. And from that point on, as I said, everything changed. I became really introvert. And um, all of my problems in school started to really come up. I really struggled in school. I struggled to connect with, especially with girls. Not so much with boys. I actually had a way better relationship with boys. And this, this was an not occurrence. How do you say this? Then happened or this this continued. This me trying to stay calm, trying to stay out of the picture, trying to keep myself to myself, continued because I was just so scared of being seen. I remember then later in school when I was asked to go in front of the class and to answer questions or to, um, you know, to write something on the board, I would never go in front of the class. I would just say, okay, give me the bad mark. I'm I'm not going in front. Um so I did a lot of work around that and it took me a while to realize this even though it makes so sense now but it took me a while to realize this and over time you know I'm still working on getting that part of me out again from being an introvert which I'm not I actually think I'm quite an extrovert um, to letting myself be seen so As you know, probably on Instagram, I have an account on Instagram, I speak on camera, I have my podcast. This is still hard for me and um, not as hard as it was, not as hard as it used to be, but it still costs me a lot of effort at times to really put myself out there. I made a huge curve to actually show up, have my opinion, um, share with the world um, what I believe is true for me. And yes, this is how I work with my shadow show. This is not just a work that you do once. It's something that you continuously do. It it doesn't just happen from one day to the other. It can. Sometimes it can really open a complete different view. um, And you suddenly understand why you're acting a certain way just because you remember a situation from your childhood and it can be huge and yet you still will have to put in practices and take action that feels really uncomfortable because all your life until to that point you wired your brain into a complete different direction it didn't feel safe for you to act in a different way or to do things in a different way. Another example is, a more negative example, is when it comes to sexual orientation. When you see people getting really angry and full of hate when they see maybe a gay couple. That's that person's own shadow. And they feel really triggered because they have not integrated that part. They have not accepted a part within themselves that maybe likes Um, the same sex or just can accept it to a certain level they have so much hate that goes out and well actually that hate comes from themselves and it's actually hate against themselves so they may or they likely have grown up in an environment where it was absolutely unacceptable to Um, like same-sex. They have heard probably a million times how bad that is. Maybe they grew up in a very religious family where it was sinful to like the same-sex. And I'm not saying this is the case for every religion. I'm a big believer that no religion um, actually teaches hate. This is just the interpretation of human beings. But this is something this person may have grown up with. Essentially, This hate is hate towards themselves. A person who is happy, really and truly happy and fulfilled, doesn't hate that much. So when you see someone getting really angry at you, then you know it has nothing to do with you or let's say it only has to do with you because you are triggering something within them. Another example would be maybe a girl who knows exactly what she wants and she goes for what she wants and she always asks for more and then she is called selfish because she does that. Or maybe um, she really voices her opinion and then she's told that girls should be seen, not heard. This girl can then be someone in a relationship who... Is afraid to speak up because it makes her. She believes it makes her unlovable. That she should just be quiet and not speak up. And with that, give um, you know, like not with that, she doesn't have any boundaries. She she can't say no, and she lost and have not lost, but she has unlearned the ability to be assertive and to say no when it comes to her safety or when it comes to things in general that she doesn't want. But it can also be things that are not necessarily that impactful, but it's still a sign that um, parts of you chipped away. For instance, when it comes to taste of music, when, again, <laughs> when I think of myself because of my um, my situation or my me being bullied, I remember I was... I, I didn't really have an, my own opinion when it comes to music and what I like because I wanted to be cool. So I didn't like the music that I really liked. I liked the music everyone liked because it was just too scary for me to like music that I didn't like. Oh, that, no, not that I didn't like, but that others didn't like. And eventually I just forgot what I really loved to listen to. So that again, that was something I had to relearn really and really listen to myself to, to, um, to find out about myself and to be okay with when someone <laughs> takes a piss out of my music taste. It's, it's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that anymore. But as a teenager and as a young girl, this was really difficult for me. And when we do that bit by bit, be it with music or with something we like eating or opinion, when we don't have our own opinions, I'm not saying that you always should, you know, um, make sure everyone knows your opinion. But it's okay to have an you know, have an opinion, and it's okay to um, let others know about your opinion. Opinion, as long as you don't go in um, in a competitive way. So, what also is important to know about the shadow is that our shadow also determines. It plays a huge role in what attachment style we have, whether we have an anxious attachment style or an avoidant, or whether we are secure in our relationships. And I will make a whole different episode about the dynamic between anxious and avoidant attachment style, the pull and push dynamic, how that comes into play. So how do we work with our shadow and why it is so important? So it will help you when you work with your shadow. It will help you to have a more secure attachment style. You will feel safer in yourself and in the way when you relate to other people. The other thing is that when we have our shadow, we are really suppressing or repressing a big part of ourselves. If you maybe, you know, the the illustration with that iceberg in the water and that only like five percent on top of the water. And 95% are underneath the water level. So this is your subconscious mind is below what you see. And only 5% is above and is in a conscious level. And because we are trying to keep that huge amount of information about us and what we like and what we don't like and who we are under the surface level, there is a, a lot of energy that goes into so because we are hiding those parts and we become inauthentic, it's not us anymore. And the problem is it doesn't go away. The sh- our shadow or the negative traits, the so-called negative traits, they don't go away. They're still there. They're just down there. And it's like a ticking time bomb. That's then the reason when you fly off the handle and you have no clue why and you ask yourself afterwards, why did I just do that? Why did I not just respond calm? On a rational level, you know this is not how you want to respond. On an emotional level, which is the hidden part, the 95% under the surface, that's where it's coming from. And that always takes over. The emotions are always stronger than our rational part. And it's like having a, a splinter in a wound. And I love that metaphor. That's from Michael Allen Singer from the book, The Untethered Soul. I highly, highly recommend for you to read this book. It's an amazing book. So, And he describes it as a scar or as a splitter that I have in an open wound And you're always tiptoeing around it and you're very careful to not touch that wound because as soon as it's touched, obviously you, you would scream, you would explode because it's so painful. And this is what we're essentially doing. So we keep those parts away from our consciousness. We're pushing it away, we're pressing it away, we're pressing it. Because bringing it to the surface would be so scary to our ego It is not what we want to be associated with, so we keep it down there. But it always comes out in a way we don't want to and we least need it to. And this is then when we are essentially ruining relationships that could even be good for us. It has a huge relation, uh, huge impact of how we interacting in situations. For instance, when we, um, when our abandon, uh, abandoning wounds come up, yeah. So the other thing that's really important to know is that everyone has a shadow. So if you are someone who says, mm, "I'm cool, I don't have any of these problems," maybe others have, but I don't. That's a big blinking, huge red flag, because you are in the unawareness stage, you're not even aware that you have a shadow, and the more unaware you are of your shadow, the more dense your shadow is, and the more dense your shadow is, the the heavier it feels, it's like a heavy load that we carry around with us, and it often makes us feel empty at the same time, our life can feel really dull, and we often feel anxious, and we don't know why. And yeah, this is why it's so important. Why it's so important that you work on your shadow. And at this point, you might ask yourself what the benefits are of shadow work and how you can start start to do your own shadow work. And I will take talk about this in just a moment. But before I like you to know that shadow work is the foundation of the Simply Resistible program, which will be launching this November 2022. And it's the foundation because when you become aware of your patterns and when you make the unconscious conscious and when you integrate those parts again in you, that's when you take your power back. That's when you can actually make choices from your conscious mind and not be a robot which is essentially is just making choices you don't even want to make and that are not good for you and that are not bringing you where you want to be so you can still sign up for the wait list to get the pre-sale price and also a special bonus so if this speaks to you and you feel like you can benefit from that definitely sign up the waitlist. The link to the waitlist is in the description box. So let's have a look at how shadow work can actually help you. The benefits of shadow work. And I've mentioned one just now, and that is when you do the shadow work and when you become aware of the things that are unconscious or in your subconscious mind, then you become in charge of your life and you feel empowered. You will um, finally start creating the life you really want. So if you've ever been in a situation when you really want something, and this is even true for manifesting or especially for manifesting, or I can also give you an example for me. When I really want to do something in my business and I find all the excuses in the whole world to not do them. But I really want to do it. And it's this constant pull forward and backwards and forwards and backwards. And it's exhausting and it's tiring. And I feel like I'm really stuck and it doesn't make sense to me. Why I'm not doing this? Why it's so simple? Then I know this is my shadow. The shadow that keeps pulling me back. It's this two, these two... Powerful source um, sources within you that not sources, sources within you that pull you back and forth. And the the shadow is always bigger, the shadow is always stronger, and if you don't do the work, you will always be pulled back and stuck. The second part is when you are no, if you don't do shadow work. You will choose man from your wounding because this is a way of the shadow trying to integrate itself. You see, relationships are the playground, so to speak, for us to really heal and to grow. We heal and we grow when we are relating to others. So in the relationship or when you are in relationship with others, you learn the most about yourself and you have the biggest possibilities to try out new things and to work on yourself and to become aware of things you will not feel triggered if you are or you will feel triggered but you will not become aware of your triggers if you don't relate to others and there is there will always be triggers by the way it doesn't matter whether you are dating or you're in a relationship just in a relationship or in a 10-year relationship there will always be triggers and the important thing is that when you date that you are looking for a man who you can then go into a relationship where you can look even deeper into your healing journey and into your growth journey the next thing is how Shadow work can, will help you and the benefits of shadow work is that you will make choices that are from a free will, because otherwise it's not from a free will. Um, you Again, you feel, feel empowered, you will come out of victim mode. That is though, if you are actually taking steps to integrate the shadow. So if you learn about your shadow and then you're not doing anything about it, that will make it even more unbearable for you. It will make the gap even more because emotionally then you know, okay, this is what's happening. And then you're not taking actions. That's then a huge in alignment. You're not in alignment then. So you need to take actions to follow up because you will get more and more experiences where you will get mirrored what's happening and you you will become more and more aware of it. But if you stay in the same situation and if you're not doing anything, if you're not taking the uncomfortable steps, you will feel worse. So if, if you're not willing to actually do the work, I recommend you not doing shadow work. But this will keep you stuck and there's no escape really. There's no escaping because the universe will always give you situations um, and opportunities for your shadow to be integrated. So you become whole again on your own, whole again on your own. So you don't look for the other half outside of you. And you become, when you do shadow work, you become a lot more intentional about who you want to be with, who you let into your life. And you become aware of your repressed parts and you will not... I like to call it, vomit all your emotions on someone else, because this is how I feel. I did it in the past, but you will be able to feel what's going on. And in my Simply Resistible program, you will get the tools to work with what's coming up. Yeah, Because one of the biggest fears was for me when I do this work or when I did this work, I still do this work. It's an ongoing work is that when we go into a feelings and then we're experiencing all these things, that we don't know how to get out of it anymore. We think, oh, be, I'm going to be stuck there forever. And that's that's the scary part, part. But when you have tools to really feel into that and let it through your body and then how to get out of it again, that's where the magic happens. So there's a little caveat to that, though. So if you if you're thinking... You know, shadow work is about getting rid of the negative traits. That's actually not at all what it is about. Shadow work is not about getting rid of negative traits because truth bomb, you can't, that would make your shadow even more dense. So this is still the, this is when you are in denial, you know, there's three stages. The first stage is you have complete denial. You say, oh, I don't have a shadow. Um, or uh, you 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 want to get rid of shadow, your shadow, even though it would be probably the second stage already, where you're aware of your shadows. And the third part is integrating. So, yeah, this is the work really, and it never stops. And the the steps are actually simple, but it's not easy. And I I ha- my heart goes out to everyone who does it, because. This is showing up for yourself in the highest form and not only for yourself, but for everyone in your life. You're healing ancestral trauma, you're healing yourself, you're healing everyone who comes in contact with you. We are always teaching and we become who we really are at our core. We become more loving towards ourselves, compassionate with ourselves, with the world, with others, and this really is what the world needs right now. At the core, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. <sighs> yeah, so <laughs> enough from the shadow f- for today. And in the next episode, I will be getting into the shadow feminine, the dark side of the feminine. i see you next time. This is it for today. We are already at the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to She's Irresistible. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified for the next episode. If you need help with your love life, you can find me on my website, elmio.com, and my social media channels. You can find all the links in the description box of this podcast. Until then, I'll see you next week. Bye.